This is a WTOP original podcast. Welcome to another episode of The Vine Guy. I'm your host, Scott Greenberg. And in this episode of the Healdsburg Wine and Food Experience, I have the pleasure of having as my guest Alberto Solis, who is originally from Spain. Now, Alberto developed his love for food and the respect for high-quality ingredients from his summer spent in Andalusia, a region known for Ibirico. When Alberto came to the United States, he followed his passion into the specialty food business, introducing many Spanish products, including olive oil, cheese, vinegars, tuna, and of course, jambon iberica. Over his 30-year career, Alberto became more interested in local foods, and he co-founded the successful Kitchen Town in Silicon Valley to help small food producers scale their market. His knowledge of Ibirico, experience with artisanal foods, and passion for quality have inspired him to create and grow Inica Farms. This episode was recorded live from the Hotel Healdsburg in Healdsburg, California, as part of the inaugural Healdsburg Wine and Food Experience. The episode was taped live, so there's a little bit of background noise, but I think you'll really enjoy it. Here's Alberto. So, Alberto, thank you so much for being a guest on my podcast today. We're here in this absolutely beautiful Healdsburg Hotel. We're here for the inaugural Healdsburg Food and Wine Experience, and I understand that you really have some experience with Iberico Pig. Tell yes. me a little bit about this. Yes, um, uh, we, and when I say we, see me and my partner, uh, Helmut Bruce, uh, we are raising uh, Iberico Pigs uh, in California. Uh, we started the is, uh, we call it an adventure. It has been an adventure um, about three and a half years ago. Um, so we are uh, raising them in Middletown, Lake County, in about 1,000 acres of land. These pigs need a lot of land to, to be raised in the proper way because they are outdoor animals, uh, basically. And yeah, we have been selling uh, the uh, the meat uh, to mostly farmers markets, some restaurants too. We are about to start our, our e-commerce uh, store, and, um, and we are doing charcuterie also. We are doing chorizo, we are doing salchichon, we are doing sobrasada, and lomo. So. Um, uh, so we have been busy. <laughs> yeah. So what makes the Iberico pig so special? Tell me about, well, tell me about this breed. It's really a special breed. It's native to Spain. It has been, there are records of uh, this breed existed in Spain from 2,000 years ago. Um, it's very different from the regular, uh, consider uh, the, the group of pigs called the white uh, pigs, which, uh, you know, incorporates uh, other breeds, uh, um, uh, but it's very different. That the the meat is uh, is more red, uh, a darker color, more intense flavor. Is in a way uh, closer to beef, uh, to the point where we actually we prefer not to refer to it as pork, as Iberico pork. We like to call it Iberico because it's really very different from from. From regular pork. You know. do, do they have some kind of special diet? Is there something? Yes. What What makes it special is um, the number one the ability, and this is a genetic the, the ability for the breed to uh, for the fat to penetrate the muscle, creating great marbling. That one thing. Uh, the, the second thing is that 
the way these pigs are raised, uh, they are uh, they are outdoor animals. Uh, they forage, and what and especially what is important is during the acorn season, they are genetically predisposed to eating acorns. They love acorns. Uh, for for them, it's like chocolate for us. Each animal we eat during the acorn season about uh, 15, 20 pounds of acorns a day. per day. Wow. Which means that you have to have, you have to give them access to a lot of live oaks, a lot of land. Uh, we average about one to one and a half acres of land per animal uh, during the acorn season so that they can go around. And, I mean, they, they are, I mean, each animal as an average will need uh, between 50 to 60 oaks to find enough acorns. Now, in the process, the, each animal will cover, will walk about 10 to 15 miles per day, going from tree to tree, uh, eating not only acorns, mostly acorns, but in the process, they also eat uh, grass, herbs, mushrooms, roots, whatever they can forage. And because they're walking, I assume that not only just the breed, but because of the exercise of getting this health marbling. Exactly, the breed, right? exactly. That that allows for the for the uh, for the um, I mean the, uh, for the uh, fat to penetrate the the muscle. The also what is important is that the fat that comes from the acorn, the acorn has a seventy percent content of oleic acid. So basically, is the same fat that olive oil has is the, is the is the good for you fat you know uh, so that's that's very important it's a fat that has a very um, uh, it, it it melts at a very low temperature which means that when you put the meat in your mouth the, the fat pen, uh, uh, melts beautifully and of course as we all know flavor is in fat <laughs> so are you telling me yeah. that this pork is good for me Yes, yes. Uh, there, are, there are two reasons, uh, three reasons why we decided to, to embark in this adventure of raising these animals here, in, especially in, in California. And the reasons why California has a very sophisticated uh, consumer from the point of view of a palate. Uh, it's a consumer with a very sophisticated palate, a consumer that is willing to pay for good food, and a consumer that really cares about how the animal is raised and what the impact on the land is, uh, that the land is taken care of. And the way these pigs traditionally have been raised, check all those things. You know, it's perfect for all of this. And that's why we decided that we wanted to do it here. It's the perfect place to do it. So you, you said tradition, right? Um, and when I think of Iberico, traditionally I think of just the leg. The, the yes. biblical ham is best known right? for, for the for the cured ham, exactly. Right, the cured ham. But what not so many people know is that is the quality of the meat, of the fresh meat. Uh, we like to refer to it as the wagyu of pork. Uh, the wagyu of pork. Yeah, exactly. It compared to to regular pork, is totally different. Uh, the, as I say, the flavor is a lot more intense. Um, it needs to be cooked in a different way. It's, in a way, it's closer to beef. As a matter of fact, we have had two or three cases in farmers' markets where the consumer bought our pork, took it home, they cooked it, and they came up the next uh, the next weekend and told us, "You sold us beef. We wanted pork." <laughs> and we said, "No, it's really pork. You know, it's just that it's." 
different, you know. Uh, it's, um, it has more flavor, it has uh, more intense flavor, it's, uh, it's Iberico. So in, um, you said that it has to be cooked maybe a little differently. How, what's the difference between cooking, say, maybe, what I, I don't mean to yeah. you know, say regular pig, yeah. but what we would think of as domesticated pig versus this Iberico? Well, for, this, for, for instance, um, normally people, red rare pork, uh, they cook it all the way. This should be cooked like beef, so pink. In really? So medium rare. Really? Pork. Yeah, absolutely. Medium rare pork. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, we have chefs that made carpaccio with Iberico, which regularly you don't hear anybody making carpaccio with pork. You can do it with with Iberico. So yeah, we recommend everybody to cook it medium rare, pink in the inside. Fantastic. Do you have a favorite recipe? What's the, your favorite recipe with this Iberico? My my favorite. Because, because of the quality of the meat and the, and the flavor, you want to preserve the flavor of the, of the meat. So I tend to cook it very simply. Uh, just on a cast iron grill or a cast iron pan, you sear it on both sides, two or three minutes. Then you take the pan, put it in the oven at 400 degrees for about seven or eight minutes. It depends on the thickness of the, of the, of the cut. And that's it. A little salt, a little pepper, and that's it. You know, I you can of course use any kind of sauces that you want. That's totally fine. I personally like to eat it straight, just the beef. So are we talking about a chop, a loin piece, or there are many different cuts. Something that is special about this uh, breed is that there are cuts in, in, in Spain. Uh, the butchery is a lot more specialized than, than here. A uh, 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 rogue pig here is, is normally butchering about nine, ten cuts in Spain. We do about 21, 22 different cuts. So we have cuts that we do with this pig that are called like the presa, the secreto, the abanico, that we had to train our butchers here to do it. The secreto, for instance, is called the secreto, the secret, because it's a fantastic cut, but it's, you have to find it. It's kind of hidden, so you have to know how to, how to butcher. But it's a fantastic cut. All right, so with your favorite cut and your favorite way of cooking, the, again, just the cast iron with the salt and pepper yep. and then roasting it. And, of course, this is a wine podcast, yeah. so I have to ask you, what would be the ideal wine to pair with something like this? I, I would, I would I, I like to pair it with, um, and, of course, this is just me, uh, um, a red wine, full-flavored red, red wine, a cab. I like especially a cab or a Syrah. Really? Yeah. Nothing. Uh, nothing from the Rioja. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, but I'm, I'm talking about local, local varieties. Uh, yeah, a Rioja or a Ribera del, del Duero. That's what traditionally people uh, right. drink. So a Tempranillo would be perfect yeah. with this. Absolutely, absolutely, it would be great. And actually, uh, you know what goes very well with it? Also, um, a, a cava or, or sparkling wine, because the, that cuts through the fat beautifully. Too. So that goes very well. well. You cannot go wrong, but I personally, uh, when I have a good piece, a good piece of presa, I tend to choose a, a cab, a nice Napa Cabernet, or a nice Syrah. Uh, yeah. Very well. And, and I also know that you had some background with olive oil. Yes. Yes, I started my career in the food business in the United States with, uh, with olive oil, uh, importing uh, mostly Spanish olive oils, although I did some French and Italian too, but mostly Spanish. My family back in Spain were in the olive oil business, so that is ingrained in my, in my genes. So uh, olive oil was my first love in terms of, of, of food, you know, um, and, and still is. I love olive oils. Um, 
Yeah. We were, uh, my wife and I were, when, last time we visited Spain, we were in a, went to an olive oil uh, orchard, yep. an, oil, an olive orchard where they were pressing their own olive oil, and it was delicious. And I remarked to the, the, the uh, farm manager, I said, oh my God, this is like the greatest olive oil I've ever had. Uh-huh. How come we can't get this in the United States? He said, well, that's because all of the Italians buy this Spanish olive oil and then that, send you their olive oil. That's true. That used to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that is, is, yeah, Italy, Italy used to buy a lot of uh, uh, um, bulk olive oil from Spain and then bottle it under, under Italian brands. No, no, Italy, the Italians are very smart in terms of marketing, you know, and they know their food. So, so yeah. Excellent, excellent. Well, is there anything you would like to add? No, uh, just that the, this is a, a very, we, we had, it had been a great experience. We have, get, we have got a great reception uh, with, uh, with, this, uh, with these animals. They are, they are hard to raise, they are expensive to raise because uh, you have to raise them for twice as long as a regular pig. You need a lot of land. The butchery has to be specialized. So it's a complicated animal to raise, but it has been a great experience and we are finding a great reception in this market. Well, you know what else has been a great experience? Meeting you today. Likewise. It's I really great. appreciate the time. I love talking about Iberico, so any opportunity I get, I take. Alberto, <laughs> thank you so much for being a guest on thank the podcast. Thank you for having me. This is All great. Right. Ciao. Thank you. That'll do it for this episode of The Vine Guy, a WTOP news podcast. Please join me for the next episode from the Healdsburg Wine and Food Experience when my guest will be Duff Bevel. Until then, do good, drink well. <laughs>